trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table again and again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people Working on important issues here in Columbus And all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding And today I'm talking with Claudia Sheehan Anne Sparks and Judy Smucker Three Athens County elders who traveled to northern Minnesota this week to support indigenous women-led water protectors who are resisting construction of an enlarged tar sands pipeline that would take a new route through tribal lands, Enbridge Line 3. This is from their press release. We stand in support of all who are trying to stop construction of Enbridge Line 3 pipeline because it would greatly increase flow into the U.S. of Canadian tar sands, a sludge with the same carbon-heavy crude oil as the recently canceled Keystone XL pipeline would have carried. This new section of pipeline will go under more than 200 waterways and cross the Mississippi River headwaters twice. Construction as well as likelihood of leaks, endangers resources, including wild rice, that are critical to survival of the region's tribal communities. I am talking with these three women right now, and they are not on camera, but we can hear them from their phone. So tell us, you are there at Line 3 in northern Minnesota right now. Tell us where this is and what is going on right now. If you could just say your name before you answer. Yes, this is Anne. Hello. I'm calling in to talk to you from northern Minnesota in the area of all the small lakes that flow into the headwaters of the Mississippi River. And this is a crucial place that begins the supply of water for at least half of the country, the Mississippi River. So it's just a crucial area for water as a resource for everyone. And of course, it's an important area for water as a resource to the Native communities that have lived here for centuries and that are fighting to defend their treaty rights to have access to that water, to have that water be clean water, and also to not have the area where they cultivate their wild rice, which has supported them for all these generations, to have that damaged so that it would ruin their economy. What was it that made you pick up from Athens County and drive all the way up to northern Minnesota to go and stand in solidarity with these indigenous folk to stop line three? Let's start with Claudia. Well, I I have been reading about line three off and on for a while, and I feel real connected to the indigenous people and their struggles with treaty rights. They belong to this land. The land belongs to them. And they're not giving a say in how they can properly live on their land. That's one thing. The other thing is, I'm a grandmother. I want my grandchildren to grow up and experience this Mother Earth to its fullest. And that means that we have to stop our consumption of oil and gas. We have got to start thinking of alternative ways to protect our mother, which is our Earth. And this was the perfect place to plug in. How about you, Anne? I have been very fortunate to have spent time with Native people in New York State. And I feel like I benefited so much from their teachings about respecting all of nature and understanding how we are 
so dependent on the natural resources and need to care for them. And I felt like this summer was a nice time when I would be able to do something in return. And then I learned about women organizing to come up here from Athens. And so I thought this is really the perfect thing to do. And I'm also very concerned about continuing to have an economy relying on gas and oil, partly because of the destruction that it causes in the environment and the danger to our water, but also because of climate change and how relying on oil is so responsible for the emissions that contribute to climate change, which I do think all of us in the country want to reduce. So it just seems like a no-brainer, honestly. Yeah. How about you, Judy? What made you pick up to do this resistance? Well, I felt like I have no choice. I'm a grandmother. I have grandchildren, and I have great-grandchildren that'll be born, and those children aren't going to have a future. I know that the earth is at a tipping point, and I feel like this is the one thing, the most important thing that I can do to try to change it. We, we know, we all know that we're, we're at this tipping point, and we have to do something. What, I had to pick out something. We have to pick out something to do. We don't have that many years left, and I don't think it's, people are conscious of this. Uh, we, feel like, we feel like everyone's to blame, and therefore we don't blame anyone. Well, I've got to pick out somebody that I can work against to try to stop what's going on. And the fossil fuel industry is truly fighting the damage that they've done to our earth. And I've read several books lately that just made me feel like it's time now. I've got to do something. The book, uh, All We Can Save, I want to get this out here because I want people to read these books and maybe it will encourage them to do something. All We Can Save. It's a wonderful book of essays written by, written by women who are very much involved in the climate crisis. Braiding Sweetgrass, which is written by a Native American woman, tells us how the indigenous people are caring for the earth. Even though they're only 5% of indigenous people in the world, they hold 85% of the biodiversity in our world. And this is... the we have to be aware of these things. We cannot keep destroying Mother Earth. Tell me, what have you done since you've been up there? What is the resistance look like? And what have you been able to literally do, physically do? Well, this is Judy. And I will say that, first of all, we're building community among ourselves. When we see each other, we know that we're all in this fight together. We say to each other, I'm glad you're here. I trust the spirit that brought you here. We have a mission and we need to let we need to let other people know that we can't just cut emissions. We have to end the emissions. Anybody else want to add something? There are many different levels that people work on. This is Anne. And we're learning about how a lot of that works. It's really important for us not to discuss too much of what is planned and what has happened because people's safety is involved. And that is one of the things that we're learning. But one of the things that we uh, have found is part of type of group that we're with is what they call prisoner support for people whose actions result in being arrested, either on something like trespassing or possibly vandalism. 
because they're trying to prevent entry into an area where the pipeline is being expanded. So for these minor infractions, it's very unpredictable what might result from an arrest and even whether these are actually valid charges. So part of being involved is having part of the group work on what is called prisoner support or jail support. And what we've learned is that the indigenous folks who are involved and also African-American, Latino, and even GLBT people who are involved are at risk of being treated much differently and much more harshly by law enforcement. So we've learned to be aware of our own privilege as white women in this situation and to be sensitive to that. And that's an area that, you know, we can be involved in as well in terms of the uh, reaction of law enforcement. We can bring attention to that. So that's one of the um, ways that we can be effective. I understand that you're camping. Are most people camping up there and most people self-sufficient or are there provisions they can bring or help with? What's the physical, I know there are several camps too going on up in Northern Minnesota. So what have you experienced? I've experienced, this is Claudia, I've experienced a really marvelous week of camping with many people, most of them quite young, and watching the cooperation and the way they interact. They've been teaching us things. We've been teaching them things, hopefully. But mostly, I think they've been teaching me. Uh, We've attended workshops on all kinds of issues. We have stood in solidarity with another camp that was being harassed by police with no legal rights. Uh, we've, We've just worked as a collective of people who've come from all over the place with the purpose of stopping line three. Who is leading this fight? Who is, what organizations have really um, led online and physically there? There isn't one leadership. It's not a centralized effort, but many groups are in touch with each other. And we don't really reveal a lot about specific camps, but we can recommend a couple websites where people can find information that is public. One that's well known is Honor the Earth which was started by Winona LaDuke, a very well-known, long-time Native activist in this area. And she welcomes people to come and find out what's going on. And there's a lot of information on her website that is Honor the Earth. And then one group that is asking for people to come and support them is called the GNU Collective. And that is spelled G-I-N-I-W. And they have a Facebook page that has up-to-date information about their efforts and the help that they need. Excellent. I understand that they, uh, big, uh, besides the destruction that an oil spill would cause, there is a great ancient um, wild rice cultivation up in these lakes. Can Do you know anything about it? Have you seen anything like that? This is Judy. I'm hoping that we're able to see the fields before we leave. Um, but yes, it's a very important, very important part of the indigenous way of life. And they have been doing this for thousands of years. Um, it's the real wild rice. I know when you buy rice at the grocery store, it will say wild rice, but it's from pods that have been created. This is wild rice that is grown in the lake and they harvest it 
with a canoe. Uh, it's, it's a very unique process. And it's just terrible to think that they are going to try to put these pipelines under these lakes. We know that pipelines leak. There's not a light pipeline that's been built that has not leaked. Yeah. And this company happens to have had the largest leak. Enbridge has had the largest leak in America. We all know about that. We know that they have one that was just stopped, trying to stop it from going into the Great Lakes, which has already added pollution to the Great Lakes. We all know the Great Lakes is, what, the freshest water system in the world, large, the largest, the largest water system in the world. And that we are endangering. Uh, these pipelines are going to go through this beautiful area. Um, most of our land already is polluted. Our air is polluted. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm of the age that I can remember back in 1972. There was a young girl named Sven Suzuki who spoke at a World Climate Conference in Rio. 13 years old, and she was from Canada. She said her, she and her dad used to go fishing all the time. But now when they catch the fish, the fish are full of cancer. Um, and she knew she had to do something about it. Again, a 13-year-old girl back in 1992. And now we have Greta, who's trying to wake everybody up. But we have so much less time now. We have got to get busy and do everything we can do. So uh, tell me, you are from Athens, Athens County, Ohio. Um, what, what issues are happening right now in Athens that have kept you engaged and, and inspired to take action in this area? Let's start with you, Judy. Well, we have very wonderful, wonderful activists, people who are engaged in what's going on in the world, people who are engaged in what's going on in Southeast Ohio. I, am, I feel so privileged to be a part of, of women who care about the earth, about what is happening. I know you had, you had people from Athens on regularly, um, the groups like Axan. I don't know whether some of the, I've been the Buckeye Environmental Network they do so much, and they don't get the credit that they deserve. The lumbering uh, forestry at uh, Wayne National Forest, we all have to be aware of what's happening because things get done, and we don't know anything about it, things that are harming the earth. Mm. Um, we have to be awake to what's going on around us. I feel privileged, like I said, to be a part of strong women in Southeast Ohio to be able to contribute whatever I can. I totally agree with you. There is a amazing group from Athens, Ohio, that are, are so effective and so driven and so committed. How about you, Anne? What are the issues down in Athens that, are, that trigger you, that make you want to work and resist and change? Well, one thing, yes. One thing that Axan, the Athens County Future Action Network, has focused on is the injection wells that are taking fracking waste, waste from the process of hydraulic fracturing that produces gas, that is being brought to Ohio and injected into wells in Athens County when there is absolutely no research that shows that these wells can adequately hold this waste. So people in the area are concerned and already experiencing effects of having that waste in their area. And it comes from fracking, which although 
in our area, there isn't a lot of fracking going on. There is a push in Southeast Ohio to start what they call cracker plants, where they would actually be storing fracked gas under the Ohio River, and they would use it in these cracker plants to produce plastic. So I think if we're talking about the problems with continuing to rely on oil, we also have to talk about plastic. Plastic is choking and killing our ocean. It's destroying the aquatic life that not only we rely on for food, but is part of the food chain that the whole world relies on. So people have to not be so short-sighted about what will result in some immediate benefit to one corporation or what somebody's job is right now. This is our task now in Ohio, is to create the jobs that are basically helping to transition us to cleaner, safe energy sources. And those jobs are there, but we just have to pursue them. And this is something that people in Athens are very committed to making happen. And you, Claudia? Well, I'm new to activism. I've always admired all my friends who are so active and so involved. And I would quite often say, give me one little job and I'd be glad to um, help you out. But my background is more in preservation. I have, um, I have a beautiful acreage with beautiful land, and I'm watching what happens with invasives coming in, timbering happening. Uh, we're just not respecting the, the land the way we should. And I'm talking for myself. I'm talking for everyone. We need to start putting our attention into our backyards and what we are doing. Are we spreading insecticides, pesticides? Are we polluting our planet in order to be safe, feel safe, or to feel um, comfortable? We have to look. We have to look real close at what we're doing. A true activist has to be aware of their impact on the earth at every every day, every day. So I like, I'm more into the education and teaching children um, respect to um, not just recycle, but to reduce our waste and to learn to live in harmony with our earth. Well, I can tell that all three of you know a lot and are committed to our earth and to a more respectful way of life. And and you're up there in, in Minnesota right now. And can you tell us what our listeners can do to help this cause? Can you give us um, actions that we can actually do to end this line three? This is Judy. And the first thing I will throw out there is that we can defund this. These pipeline companies are dependent on financial corporations like Chase Bank and many other banks. But you can research this and see which ones are the greatest. Wells Fargo, there's several of them. But you can get your money out of these corporations. Don't buy have stock in gas and oil. The technology, we have the technology. We don't need gas and oil. We don't need it at all. People are making billions of dollars from destroying our earth, and we have to stop that. Uh, defund, defund these corporations. I will say that over and over again. Don't put your money where the gas and oil, with the companies that are, funding gas and oil. Excellent. This is Claudia. I would like to tell everyone to ask President Biden what he's doing. He um, has not come out in support of stopping Line 3. In fact, he has said that he's going to let Line 3 continue. He needs to come here. 
He needs to meet with his indigenous people. He needs to see what this looks like on our land. When you allow them to go through treaty territories and disrupt the lives of people and and total destruction to the earth, it is sad. It is a terrible scar on our planet. Tell Biden, hey, where are you? We need you here. Excellent. We humans, you know, we're not not stupid. (laughs) We can take care of we know how to process solar, and we know how to live without gas and oil. We're, but we're simply not aware. People, the average person is not aware of how we can live a green life, a good life, without gas and oil. I was, and what, I'm sorry. Continue. I was just going to say what Anne was talking about, plastics. You know, we all know plastic is so terrible, but, but yet we continue to use single-use plastic. Um, and gas and oil is dependent on that. Gas and oil is, you know, since if without gas and oil, we wouldn't have all these plastics. We have got to stop using plastics. We say we love our children. We love our grandchildren. But yet, we can't stop using gas and oil. Can't stop using single plastics. Well, do, you, do we really love our grandchildren if we can't sacrifice that? I mean, we have to ask ourselves hard, hard questions. And take action like you have. Yes. And I, I would again mention, this is Anne, the GNU Collective, spelled G-I-N-I-W, GNU Collective. Their Facebook page explains their reasons for fighting the pipeline and some of the consequences they've suffered because of that. And they're asking for support. Indigenous people are saying... They have been water protectors and they have led us at Standing Rock to explain to the country that water is sacred and that it's something we all rely on and that we need it to be safe for everyone. So to support them is definitely an action that you can take. You can go to their website and find out on Facebook, go to their Facebook page and find out what they need. Go to the Honor the Earth website and see what they need. And then also in Ohio, We have pipelines and we have similar issues with uh, threats to our water. And we have passed a law that increases penalties for people who are fighting these things. And these are very specific increases in the level of crime that is considered to be what people are committing who are protesting and trying to stop things like construction of pipelines. So this is something that is created just to protect corporations like Enbridge. It doesn't serve any purpose for the people of Ohio. So that is legislation that we want to fight and people can join us in uh, ending that higher penalty for people who are making their statement and trying to prevent further damage to our economy, to our quality of life, to our resources, our earth, and so on with the pipelines and continuing with the oil and gas industry. And just to wrap up our show um, with a couple more minutes, I'd like you as privileged white women educated from Ohio, I'd like you to explain, discuss what you are gaining from being in solidarity for an indigenous-led movement. This is Claudia. I can tell you I'm gaining knowledge. I'm gaining understanding. I'm gaining compassion. I'm 
I, I could go on forever. It's an amazing fight with amazing people doing amazing things. It's not just all the bad news. It's the laughter. It's the joy. It's the coming together and being a part of a, a large movement that needs to be bigger. We need to get more people up here. Anyone else? Well, this is Judy. Um, people together can make a difference. We've read many times that uh, it's only it's small groups make a big change. And it started out with small environmentalist groups coming together now. And we have to remember maybe the billionaires that run these corporations, these gas and oil corporations, they've got a lot, a lot of money. And the politicians listen to them. They don't listen to the people. But that's why we have to bring the people together Um they may have a lot of money, but we've got a lot of people. And last, is that Judy? That was Judy. All right. And Who haven't I heard from this last question? That was Judy that just spoke. So talking about what we've learned from our experience. And then, yeah, this is Anne. Um, We've heard from indigenous people who have been very welcoming towards us. And they've mentioned their story a little bit, but they're mainly interested in helping us focus on what their struggle is at this point. But when they do mention their own struggles, they talk about having their culture wrenched away from them when children were sent to boarding schools and not allowed to speak the language. They talk about all the treaties that they were forced to agree to and then that have been continuously violated. One group uh, was holding a, a sacred ceremony in an area that uh, seemed to be in the way of the pipeline and they were treated very harshly. Uh, people have been threatened to leave or to uh, not continue to be active when people come in from other places to work on the pipelines, it endangers the indigenous community because they're considered um, people who are not to be respected and treated as equals. And so they're likely to be victims of crime. And that is something that needs much more attention as well. So we've learned about their sorrows, but we've also learned about their great love of creation and their respect for all living beings on the planet, not just for people, but they see the earth as full of living beings, including all the plants, all the animals. And um, this is part of their vision of life every day is being in harmony and protecting all these different aspects of our world. And it is a really beautiful vision of life that I hope I'll be able to carry with me when I leave. Thank you so much, my friends. Our time is up. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN, Grassroot Ohio airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org. And at 4 p.m. in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia at WEJPLP 107.1 FM. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Carolyn. 
You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.